What is happening, beautiful people? Hello, and welcome to, to another episode of the My Friend Says You Grow Gems podcast. I'm your host, GR Hoff, and you are in the right place if you are a personal trainer, gym owner, box owner, fitness pro that is looking to grow your gym, grow your business in ways that you, your community, your team, the people you serve, and not least importantly, your bank account are going to feel absolutely awesome about. Uh, today, we're continuing uh, continuing the Unforgivable Business Sins uh, series with... Uh, uh, with one of the sins that is um, just absolutely near and dear to my heart, and it is the sin of continuing to perpetuate the uh, the vicious cycle of the blind leading the blind and gyms continuing to provide unsustainable careers and unsustainable business models um, for their employees and their coaches who then say, I can do it better. I know more than you open their own gyms and businesses. And because they don't know how to run a business, <laughs> end up um, perpetuating the cycle. And it continues and continues and continues uh, creating markets where the only competition is based on price and uh and basically creating opportunities for the for the big guys right for the evil empires to to come in and just completely take your lunch money and uh, and that sucks right because i feel like um so many of us that sort of start out in that cycle uh, are coming from a place of service they're coming from a place of trying to make the world a better place so today let's fix it a little bit um so, so here's the deal, right? The uh, we'll set the stage a little bit. Um, the fitness industry is, by and large, um, uh, uh, sort of run, I guess, by uh, locally um, run by you know people who who uh, basically had fitness make a, a big impact in their lives and in, in some capacity, right, whatever capacity they are drawn to, and they want to pass that on to others and make a career out of it, right? That's the dream. That's the idea. Um, you know, uh, oh, uh, uh, bodybuilding made a big impact on my life. I enjoyed it. It makes me happier. Da, 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 da. I'm going to share and be a personal trainer <clears throat> and coach other people on how to do this. Um, CrossFit made a big impact on my life, and I'm going to open a CrossFit box, right? Because I want to Again, have a career and make an impact on other people, so I can share that, um, share that growth, right? Share the, uh, the the positive experiences that it has had on my life, and I'm going to pass it on to others, right? And so, this is probably your story is probably something um, similar to that, right? If you're listening to this, uh, most of our uh, audience is the, you know, they're they're solopreneurs or they're um, you know, they're individual privately owned, privately held companies, privately held uh, uh, gyms. Um, uh, maybe you're a trainer, but, uh, you know, anywhere from being a personal trainer up to, you know, owning a handful of locations, um, you're typically not going to be the CEO of a, of a you know, multi-location um, franchise if you're listening to this. So, so you are that target market and odds are pretty good that you got into fitness because it had an impact on you and you wanted to share that impact on others and make a career out of it. Right, that's the idea. Now, this is where the the the, the vicious cycle uh, of the blind leading the blind comes in. So, the, the deal with the fitness industry, and it's matured some, but the deal with the fitness industry is that most of us do not get into this with a business background, right? And most gyms, on average, just like most businesses, on average, are not successful. Right. The average business, um, I think it's at some ridiculous number, like 90 percent of businesses or 80 percent of businesses are closed, um, you know, five years after opening. And gyms probably follow uh, that marker. They may even follow it a little higher than that. I wouldn't be surprised if a higher percentage of gyms um, fail and close than the average um, 
small business, but that, that's in your, here nor there. Um, that said, right, we have a bunch of coaches and people who don't know how to run businesses that try to open up these businesses and do things based on whatever guesses or information or previous experience and what have you that they might have. And what happens is that uh, you're probably a great coach, right? Um, we'll just, we'll, we'll use the story. Steve is a great coach. Um, and Steve uh, starts training people and then decides to open a gym or is really into fitness and gets a, an uncle to seed him some money to sign a lease and start up some equipment or whatever it is, right? But Steve starts a gym and Steve's an awesome coach, an awesome trainer. He, uh, and, and he gets a bunch of clients and then he gets to the point to where he is working himself to the bone and not making the amount of money he wants to make. Um, and needs to get some of the stuff off his plate so he can try to grow the business. And so he does, and he hires somebody. The issue is that Steve, being the warm-hearted person they see, that he is, this, this somewhat ties into being the you know, the low-cost do-gooder, do-gooder from the last episode, um, being the, you know, the heart-centered, service-centered coach that he is, uh, turns out doesn't charge enough to be able to pay a coach really, really well, uh, and, and as such has to underpay the people that he brings in. And so he, he brings in someone who may be lower quality, right? Because you're not able to pay them well enough to, to grab somebody who's higher quality. Um, but also somebody who probably has a relatively low ceiling in that business, right? Because the business model has been set up such that there's not enough margin to pay somebody really well and actually pay Steve what he needs to make to handle his business at home and, and pay all the bills of the business, et cetera, et cetera. And so what happens is over time, um, Steve's coach decides, man, I've been working my ass to the bone. I've been doing all the work here. I'm making X amount per hour. I see other people paying more. Like I see, I see what Steve does. I could do all this stuff. And you know what? Like I would do this differently and I could do this better. And so Steve's coach, Jim, uh, decides, well, I'm going to go open my own gym and I'm going to take all Steve's clients or, or, or as many as I can try to grab and, uh, and run out the door. And, and I, you may joke as well, that doesn't happen all the time. Well, like I've seen it happen personally, dozens, easily dozens of times. And yeah, yeah. I've been around the block a few times here in this industry at this point. Right. Um, like I've, I've earned some gray hairs in this industry, but, uh, it's it, it still, it happens right? It happens often enough for it to be an unforgivable sin because in the end, uh, the responsibility is not 100% on Jim who ran off and left um, to open his own place. All right. What a terrible name for a, a, a gym owner in this story, right? Makes it a little bit confusing. Jim and Jim, Jim opens a gym. Um, but it's not all Jim's fault, right? The issue is Jim didn't have a ceiling and the root cause of not having a ceiling was because Steve, who was a great coach, right, did not set up a business, uh, did not set up his business um, in such a way that it was that it, like that it, that it had any chance of succeeding, right? Other than maybe to pay Steve, right, the the original owner, uh, a decent wage, right, and a self employed lifestyle, and so many of you may uh, may basically just want to to hit kind of the the first mountain, if you will, um, the, the, the first stage of what I, what I think is, um, 
you know, the first stage of gym ownership, right. Of, of, of let's call it fitness business, um, the fitness business life cycle. And that is self-employment, right. Um, where you are a thriving, uh, self-employed individual and your business, it can be set up much, much differently. If your goal, if your end game is just to be a well-paid self-employed individual, meaning you do most of the work, most of, most of the fulfillment in the business, for the most part, if you don't get paid, the business doesn't get paid. For the most part, if you don't run the thing, it's not going to get run, right? Like you are the are the linchpin of that operation. If you don't exist, the business basically, for the most part, doesn't exist. You might have some admin help. You may have a part-time coach, whatever, whatever. But it is not an operation that's going to run um, without you and you're doing 90% of the fulfillment, right? You're doing most of the fulfillment coaching in that business. And if that's the goal, then your business can be set up differently than if you want to have multiple locations, than if you want to have the freedom to live a thousand miles away from your gyms like I do, right? And have them still pay you the way you want them to pay you. Um, like it's a different, uh, that necessitates a different business model, a different setup to be able to be successful. Okay. So the issue is that all these guys just kind of guess at prices. They typically price themselves too low. They set up a model that's set for, um, that's, that's not basically set up to make a profit over the long haul. And so they can't pay their coaches. They try to bring somebody on. And then this gym individual that was the, uh, in, in our story, the coach that runs off with the clients, um, runs off with the clients, decides he's going to do it and he can do it cheaper. Um, because Jim was only paying him whatever. And, uh, uh, Oh, Steve was only paying him whatever. And so Jim can charge whatever plus a couple bucks and the client gets a quote unquote, um, better deal. And then guess what happens, right? We know the way the story ends. Um, Jim ends up burnout. Jim ends up needing, needing to bring somebody on because he's not making the money he needs to make with clients that he's serving. So he needs to go get more clients. So he needs to bring somebody on uh, to be able to serve some clients. So what does he do? Well, he pays, he, his business didn't set up to succeed either. He's charging even less. Maybe he's charging the same at this point, right? Maybe he's gotten some confidence, but he's not charging enough to, to create a profitable business model. So he brings on a coach who he has to underpay. And guess what happens after six weeks, six months, six years of being the underpaid coach um, at Jim's business? Well, that underpaid coach is going to run off and open her own thing, <laughs> Right. And she's going to take some clients and she's going to open her own thing. She's going to say she's going to do it better. And if the cycle is not broken, if, if they do not uh, any at any point down this chain, right down this sort of family tree, this fitness business family tree, if, if no one breaks apart and creates a profitable model that can succeed for the long term. Right, sets up the business financially, so it's financially able to succeed for the long term, to delegate, to pay a team will, all those different factors. Then the cycle will continue to perpetuate itself forever, and it hurts everybody in the market. It hurts everybody in that market to play this kind of blind leading the blind. Let's not charge enough game because what happens is you end up having a, a bunch of coaches, a bunch of businesses that think the only way to compete is to, to compete on price. And they're all kind of poaching from each other and yada, yada, yada. It's this whole thing. Uh, and, and, and it just continues. And so you have this cycle of, you know, eventually uh, someone's going to go out of business, right? And, and then it's going to be the next guy or gal or whoever that opens up another gym says, I'm going to do it better. 
you're not paying me enough. I can do, I can make more on my own. I'm going to open my own place. And if they don't break the cycle and find a profitable business model that's going to support them and their goals for the long haul, then they're going to be stuck in that self-employed trap. And, and, and let's be very clear. If all you want to do is stay in that self-employed trap, their model might be okay. The issue is that typically the model that these people set up is not an, it doesn't allow them to reach their personal financial goals. And so if you're doing the self-employed thing and you're not making what you want to make, now all of a sudden you're in this rock in a hard place. You've got to underpay to bring somebody on. Is it this, this feeling of desperation versus a virtuous cycle of having a business model that's actually set up to help you succeed for the long haul. So get, to get a little pitchy, on this podcast. That's one of the reasons uh, you don't hear this with a lot of the other, I don't think with any other guru that I know of. Um, but that's the, that's one of the reasons that the very first call that you do with us, when you get into our universe, whether it's on our, you know, the done for you ad side, um, where we're doing all your marketing and automation, everything else for you, or whether you're in our mentorship coaching mastermind group, where we basically coach you through every aspect of, 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 of the fitness business, right? Of how to win in this industry um, and win in ways that you're going to feel great about. Uh, either way, your first call with us is a deep dive on your business model to make sure that the time, effort, energy, money that you're investing in growing your business is actually growing something that's going to push out what you want to get out of it. Because if it's not, if your business model is not set up to get you what you want, which again, for, for many of us is, is freedom, right? We want a level of autonomy to do what we want. We want to do it with who we want to do it. And, and, and to pay whatever the hell it is we want, want to, want to pay for it. Right. And we can't get there. We can't have that time freedom without creating an operation that, that has a little bit more of a team to it. Right. You say, well, what if I did online training? Awesome. More power to you. Guess what? Like you still have to work to coach those clients. It, we could go, it, we can go down to every other rabbit hole you want to. Well, what if I was selling courses? You, guess what? Like there's still work to be done. Right. And that's a completely different business model. Like it's just a different thing. So regardless of how you want to set it up, right, regardless of what you want to do, uh, there is whether you want to have multiple locations or you want to still do still have your kind of, you know, your toe dipped in the coaching water, so to speak, where you're still doing some of the fulfillment. Maybe you want to coach forever. Uh, maybe you want to do all the coach, coaching, what have you. Again, maybe you want to be completely removed and have complete like location freedom like I do. That guess what? Like that's still we need to set up your business model to be able to support those things. Right? And the only way we do that is by looking at your business as as the snowflake that it is. Because it is like yes there are principles and everything else that that make certain businesses successful, right? There are tried and true principles um, and strategies and tactics that we use. However, they have to be molded to be to you as an individual business because your goals and your costs and your expense structures and what you want your team to look like and your market, right? Uh, the capacity you have in your gym, um, the offerings that you have, the ability to service those offerings, all those different things will, will, will drive sort of what your business model needs to look like. And so that's the very first call that we do with you guys because too many of you are not charging enough for what you do. Too many of you are not charging enough for the basically the capabilities you have on the back end of your business. And what that does is it hamstrings your ability to, to keep coaches around, right? And that, like we said, it, 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 this, this kind of goes back to being the low-cost do-gooder. 
if we're not charging enough for our services, it limits our ability to love up on our clients and provide a service that makes them think, gosh, there's no way I would go to somebody else. Because all of a sudden, even if you're charging more, if you're providing a little level of service that is 10 times better than Jim might, if he ran off and took our clients, right? And he might do it cheaper, but guess what? Those clients would all lose the, the various uh, aspects of support and, and community and coaching and all these different things that we have, which is another unforgivable business sin that we'll talk about because your coaching and community is probably not as different as you think it is. But I digress. That's another conversation for another day. Um, but they would lose access to all the different things they get as a part of your business because you're able to love up on those customers and serve those customers to such a higher level because you can afford to. So... Unforgivable, unforgivable business sin. Do not perpetuate. Please do not perpetuate the the vicious cycle of the blind leading the blind. And make sure that your business model is designed to get you what you want. Because if, if it's not set up to get you what you want, then why are you going to spend years and time, effort, energy, money, etc. trying to, to make that business work? Because it's never going to get you what you want anyway. So before you go and do that, like we have a free training that you can grab from us that, uh, again, we're not going to charge you for it. We'll just give you a free training on basically how to set up your business model to make sure at minimum you are priced for success, right? That the actual service that you provide is set up to get you what you want. Now, filling it and everything else, that's another problem, right? Our thought is, oh, yeah, you'll probably, uh, you'll probably want some help with that. And we're really, really damn good at growing and scaling and marketing uh, and, and selling your operation, right? We're really damn good at that. Um, and so hopefully that's that's where you come to us uh, for help later on. But we've got a free training for that. If you want um, access to it, all you got to do is send us a message here and, uh, and we'll get it out to you. And then we'll see you on the other side um, so that you don't have to perpetuate this uh, unforgivable sin of these the, the, the vicious cycle of the blind leading the blind. And this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy of Jim's opening and closing and failing um, ad infinitum because the business model was never right. So love and hugs. We'll see you next week. Talk soon.